Hello, and welcome to Transformation by Truth podcast, where the call become the chosen and those who have been dedicated to serve the Most High receive the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth as we progress our quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. My name is D.L. Anderson. I'll be your tour guide. Let's get started with today's lesson. My friends, D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast and the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life. Today, we welcome you to week nine, the beginning of the quest for holiness series. Today is a quest for holiness series kickoff. Two weeks to prepare you for the journey of a lifetime. Now, the objectives for week one of this series are examine the role of repentance in your quest, discuss the importance of having your sins remitted, reveal the downfall of those who fail to repent, analyze what it means to walk daily in repentance, and execute a high-level review of the preliminary phase of the quest for holiness. Today's podcast is the intro lesson, a word of truth accounting of the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life, day one. The title of the podcast for today is Repent for the Kingdom. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel, Mark 1.15. Now, the intro lesson objectives are reveal the link between repentance and remission of sins, reveal why you should have joy when you are convicted, analyze the role sorrow plays in repentance, and discuss the importance of amendment in your quest. For those in our virtual book club, this lecture references chapter six of The Pinnacle of Holiness, volume two, Repent for the kingdom. Now, our first section is entitled, The Starting Point to Having Your Sins Remitted. So concluding such a powerful and pivotal series on sin, I have been led to initiate this series in concert with the themes of the most recent lectures. This leading has brought me to one of the most important of all spiritual processes, enter repentance. I am very sure you can make the connection. I concluded the sin series, proving that believers who make honest mistakes are not under the pain or pressure of spiritual death. For an honest misstep is not the same as willfully continuing in sin. In this series, I'm going to show you how this is the case. I'm going to break down the process by which true believers can have their sins remitted. This is crucial, for without this remission, the weight of our sins would bear us down, and we would never finish our quest. We wouldn't even be close. 
as you likely know, remission begins with repentance, i.e., the moment you realize you have transgressed the Father's will, you must repent of the transgression. Since repentance is another model that has been misconstrued by the modern church, I will provide a spiritual definition for it. I ask you to consider it faithfully. Repentance is a powerful event in which our minds are convicted, causing us to understand that an intention we have formed or an action we have taken is not aligned with the Father's will. This leads us to amend our intentions and our actions so that we are realigned with his will, which is our purpose. If you paid close attention, you saw how there are no references to forgiveness or remission of sin in this rendering. It is true that you must repent to be forgiven and to have your sins remitted. However, these are distinct and sequential spiritual processes. They do not overlap. Here lies the problem. The modern church has not only caused these processes to overlap, they have grossly misconstrued these processes. Therefore, to understand the scriptural precedence of repentance, we must first expose the error misguided man had assigned to it and adjacent spiritual processes. Now, our next section is entitled, The Joy of Conviction. Per its definition, there are two primary phases of repentance. The first phase is the event in which our minds are convicted. This conviction causes us to feel a profound sense of regret upon the knowledge that we have transgressed the Father's will. Here is where things get interesting, and this is the line that divides true believers from false believers. It is so profound, I'll offer it as an interest point. It is human nature for us to feel guilty when we have done something we know is wrong. In essence, we have committed an illicit act of sin that was wholly premeditated, and we were caught. We were hoping we would not be found out because we knew it was wrong and we got caught. However, it is not human nature for us to feel guilty when we make an honest mistake. On these occasions, it is more natural for us to experience a sincere feeling of regret. For the convictions that evolve from honest mistakes are not as heavy as those that evolve from premeditated sin. For that reason, the degree of conviction you experience upon transgressing the Father's will is the underlying evidence of what kind of believer you are. For guilt is for the guilty, and the feeling of sincere regret is for the children of Elohim. This is why I assert that there is joy in conviction, that is, for us true believers. This is because the purpose of conviction is not to beat us down. It is to educate us 
such that we come to know the boundaries of the Father's will. At the same time, there is no joy and conviction for willful and perpetual sinners. This is because they already understood they were crossing the line. That was their intent all along. Thus, they too will be convicted, but there will be no joy. There will only be punishment befitting of the crime. Now, our next section is entitled, Are You Really Sorry? It is true that the eternal punishment of sin is crucial, but I attest, those who fall into endless death are worthy of it. And not only had they neglected such a great salvation and counted the blood of Yahushua Messiah a worthless sacrifice, they are not even sorry for their sin. This speaks to the heart of repentance and why the eternal judgment of sinners is more than righteous and fair. It's because they do not experience what the word of truth refers to as godly sorrow. Here is why this is so crucial. 2 Corinthians 7, 9 reads, I now rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you were sorrowed into repenting, for you were made sorry according to Elohim, so that you suffered no loss from us. For sorrow according to Elohim works repentance to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world works death. For see how you have been sorrowed according to Elohim, how much it worked out in you, eagerness, indeed, clearing of yourselves, indeed, displeasure, indeed, fear, indeed, longing, indeed, ardor, indeed, writing of wrong. In every way, you proved yourselves to be clear in the matter. These verses are very clear. Without divine sorrow, there is no repentance. Likewise, where there is no repentance, there is no salvation. My dear friends, this is a game changer and one of the most critical revelations we have shared in any series thus far. It is so critical, I will offer it as another interest point. Not only do I implore you to consider it carefully, I suggest you refer to it often as you carry on your quest. It is impossible to be saved if you are not following the guidelines of repentance. This is because sin is a universal disqualifier. It doesn't matter if you are a true believer or a false believer. It doesn't matter if you sin willfully or if you make an honest mistake, sin disqualifies you from being saved. In the case of true believers, you should look at each occasion of sin in your life as a temporary suspension, the degree to which is defined by the nature of the transgression. The key is, without repentance, your temporary suspension will become permanent because now you are walking and disobedience. 
We know this because the only reason you would fail to repent is because you're not really sorry. This is validated by the fact that you will always become a repeat offender in this scenario. Trust me, no one commits a sin and then miraculously stops sinning and simultaneously does not repent. It's one or the other. You're either going to keep sinning or you're going to repent. And if you keep sinning, you are exponentially decreasing your prospects of recovery. Thus, the question of the hour as it pertains to repentance is, are you really sorry? Now, our next section is entitled, A Time to Amend. If you are truly sorry for any transgression of the Father's will, he will provide you with a golden opportunity to amend your intentions and or your actions. This amendment is the second and more critical half of repentance and the half that most never achieve. Here again, the key is divine sorrow. For how likely are you to amend your actions if you are happy or in any way content with what you have done? Not many of us would. And why should we? If we believe we have done a good thing, we should look to repeat that behavior, not amend it. On the other hand, seeing as our current and eternal levels of salvation are in jeopardy, we must always be ready to amend our intentions and or our actions when it is clear they are not aligned with the Father's will. Here is why. The amendment of our intentions and our actions is not about control, which many feel they are losing when they are being led by the Spirit to endure numerous seasons of change as they travel the way of holiness. On the contrary, it's about safekeeping and the fact that the world we live in is a danger sphere. In this regard, those who continue in sin are walking down a path that not only leads to death, it is decked with a host of physical and spiritual diseases, all of which lead to pain, suffering, and every other ill that can be experienced in this life. The Father does not want that for any of us, especially his children. That's why he gives us his Holy Spirit, so that he can ensure we remain on the path that leads to everlasting life. For this path also includes a life of abundance and the best opportunity for any woman or man to be saved in the end and after all. For that reason, I advise everyone, don't be so married to your will that you struggle to align with the Spirit and His guidance. Remember, the time to amend is that you may endure until the end. For only those who endure until the end will be saved. So endure, my friends, for each season you pass in this quest is making you more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Now, here is the final word. Repent 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and access is so soon fading. The word of truth tells us there is a time and a season to every purpose or pursuit under the heaven. If you sincerely desire to be saved, you must appreciate the time to amend. For not only is it the critical half of repentance, it is a reoccurring event in your quest. It's a test you must constantly pass. The key is momentum and converting this test into your routine. Make it a part of who you are, what you do every day. Turning away from every temptation to sin or to operate in lawlessness until you find no reason to turn again. Now, here is the assignment for today. Take some time to thoroughly consider if there are any areas of your life that are not perfectly aligned with the Father's will. You will know because you will feel some level of conviction if there are. With all sincerity and sorrow of heart, ask the Father to forgive you for not aligning with his will before now. Then prove to him that you are truly sorry and amend your intentions and or your actions by the power of his spirit and never go down that path again. Now, here is what's next in the quest. We completed today's podcast, Repent for the Kingdom. And tomorrow's podcast is entitled, Are Your Sins Remitted? Now, if you are a member and have questions, please click the Q&A box underneath the video player. Likewise, if you have comments you want to share with the group, please share those in the comment box located beneath Q&A box. Now, if you're not a member, you have questions about today's podcast, feel free to contact us via our website at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and use the form on our contact page and we will respond to you as soon as we can. And thank you for being with us today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Remember to tune in with us every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you haven't already, visit us at www.pinnacleofholiness.com and make sure you sign up to join the quest for holiness, perfection, and everlasting life 2022.